Welcome to the Sacred Feminine Power podcast, where we explore the many facets of feminine power and why it is so important for women and for men to step into this power in our world at this time. This is Emmy from Feminine Revered, and my beautiful guest for today is Sarah Deuce. Sarah is a cyclical living expert, a holistic female health coach, an herbalist, and a priestess of the Avalon Rose Chapel. She leads programs for women who want to dive deeper in themselves through their bodies to find pleasure and softness. She's deeply skilled in guiding the transformation of the action crash cycle back into its natural cyclical female form of action and rest so women can live, live a deeper, more soulful life. As a former social worker, she has great experience with guiding people to come together as well as guiding them one-on-one. -on -one. Sarah creates a safe space where every woman is welcome exactly as she is. She offers programs that are filled with ancient wisdom of the female cycle, free flow, for women who still bleed, and also for women who no longer bleed and want to work on the energetic level. She hosts a YouTube channel by the name Sarah Deuce, where she offers guidance for cyclical living and has profound conversations with people living a cyclical-based life and also provides one-on-one -on -one coaching for women who want that deep presence and support. Welcome, Sarah. Mm, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor. I love this podcast, and I'm really happy to be on it. Oh, thank you, Sarah. It's a blessing to have you with us, and I'm super excited to be diving into our themes and topics today as well. Mm, same, yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Now, Sarah, since my podcast is called Sacred Feminine Power, I love to start by asking my guests, what does Sacred Feminine Power mean to you personally? Mm, yeah, yeah, that's such a beautiful question. And I mean, the answer is always ever moving and flowing. Um, but for me, what I've like deepened, deepened into divine femininity and all that, I've come to notice that I work deeply with both the dark and the light. Um, and then that really stems from like the divine feminine for me holds both those codes. And there's like this beautiful line of life, death and rebirth that is so deeply present in the divine feminine and this is a, a cycle that, of course, masculine has that too. But in the feminine, she, the energetics of the feminine is just really like that cyclical flow for me of the scent, ascent. And in my personal story, there is also a great restoring in the love for darkness. So we come out of this very long period where everything that has to do with darkness and then also femininity has been demonized. And we don't really want to do anything with darkness or death, but death and darkness is such a necessary part of life uh, because it's where in the deep, dark, moist soil of the earth, there is where the seed germinates. And also when we look out into the skies, for example, on a dark night, what people say that they see is stars, but actually what we see most is dark matter. And when you look at the percentages, there's five, only 5% of all everything in the universe is matter. Everything else, so 95% is dark matter or dark energy. And for me, that 
that dark matter, that dark energy that is really like magnetizing and structuring the whole universe and keeping everything in place. That is like that deep feminine primordial energy, that divine feminine magnetizing, structuring. Yeah, that's just, (laughs) that's what she is in like a really big scheme, but then also as above, so below. So in the way that we have that in the cosmos where you have so much dark dark matter and dark energy. So we have that in our body and it's the feminine that is really holding the structure for life to come through. And then again, like being in that cyclical motion of life and then death and rebirth and the feminine really is at the base of this, I believe. <laughs> Absolutely, Sarah. And and you've you've really chose to dive deep from the yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I that's something I don't do small talk. I go like straight into <laughs> deep dive. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, I'm sure we're going to get to explore these topics uh, in more detail in just a moment, Sarah. But I would love to hear more about your own personal journey. And if you could share a challenge that you've gone through that's really helped you to gain this beautiful, deeper understanding of sacred feminine power and how was it activated within you? Yeah. Um, So my story started pretty early with the divine feminine, but uh, on a more unconscious level. Um, When I was seven years old, my mother got diagnosed with ovarian cancer and then that spread. And a year later she died of uh, that cancer. And so Mm -hmm. as a child, um, how I learned all about ovaries and the womb and the whole feminine reproductive system, and even how children are born and how children uh, come into life, Uh, I learned about that through the disease of my mother and then losing her as well. So for, yeah, my whole adolescent life and child life and adolescent life, everything that had to do with femininity and the female body and all that had such a deep wound and such a deep fear of loss and death and aloneness, I guess, as well. And so when I had my first pleading and all that, it, it was it was very like there was a subconscious deep fear there present. Um, so yeah, so that's that's pretty dark in a way that I got to learn about that. But when I was 17, I asked myself the bigger questions of that um, being a woman, it has to also be something positive. Like it cannot be that it's just something negative. Um, And so because I didn't have a woman present in my life to ask that question to, um, I I went to look and I went to research and I got on into some really interesting books uh, and really interesting people, more holistic uh, female healthcare uh, coaches and, and, and uh, doctors and all that. And um, I got to meet beautiful women. And there was this one week, one, one, one time a lady invited me into this week of uh, Femme Sauvage, was it called? And it means wild woman. And on that week, we dove deep into the womb and everything female. And there that new seed was was yeah planted of that the womb and and being a woman is something beautiful something creative and it can be deeply pleasurable and then from that point on I really started to transform 
and make being a woman something of my story and not just linked with pain and disease and all that. Um, so yeah, my, my journey really started with a descent <laughs> and then I, I, I chose to, uh, transform that. Yeah. Hmm. Well, thank you, Sarah, for sharing so openly and vulnerably about your journey. And so sorry to hear about your mother and how you lost her at such a young age. Mm. I mean, that that really is a deep descent and a very, very deep initiation at yeah. such such an early part of your life. And at the same time, how amazing that you were only 17 <laughs> when you yeah. started to yeah. explore femininity from the other perspective and angle mm. and got to experience a, a wild woman's retreat. I mean, that is pretty powerful as well. Yeah, I, it is. And, and, and it is. And what I did find, like, because of going through these retreats and connecting with other women is that I noticed that a lot of the women present uh, still had their mothers, but their mothers also didn't provide them with the answers that they were looking for. Um, they didn't have uh, a beautiful self-care ritual to do during menstrual, the menstrual phase, for example. And so I noticed that it, it is something that is more um, common in our culture that we don't really have, or we most people don't really have those deep answers on of what it means to be living in a female body from pleasure um and so for me that was very extreme because of all the things that happened with my mother but that I did see that for many people it is this way and subconsciously many women feel that or we are taught that it's not so pleasurable to live in there and so now I, I have this deep understanding and also empathy for that. And I can really also transform and help. And I'm inspired to help transform that way of believing that the female body is some place of discomfort or pain and really make it know it's, it's also such a deep place to receive pleasure, to create, to nurture, to receive and yeah, to help transform that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So resonates all everything that you've just said there. And mm. I would just love to hear a little bit more about how this initiation that when you went through at such an early age, and, and you alluded to this already a little bit, but how, how has it become a blessing for you now with the work that you do with the women that you serve? Yeah. Um, well, the blessing was to... First, it started with a conscious decision, like the, the one at 17, the conscious decision of using this pain to open my heart. So that was something that I really decided at that point to not shut off, not like bow down beneath it, but open up and really allow that to, um, yeah, just just really live from my heart space and to allow every everything in life that life has to offer. And then when I was... Um, I, I want to say 21, I, it could be 22. Um, I'm now 26. <laughs> um, but when I was such a long time ago, yeah, <laughs> I know such a, such a young, young person with an old soul. So that's maybe why I have different time anyway. Uh, but I think 21, 22, I, I was having repeated pain in my womb and during my menstruation time. And I went to see a holistic health 
caregiver. And we did a really beautiful journey together. And there I, I really was able to um, reweave the sub subconscious patterns of, of this pain that I was talking about into it can be something of pleasure. And at that point, that is also when my business was birthed. And for me, that's really the blessing because on one hand, I have this deep inner passion, this burning, never ending passion to learn more about the feminine body and about how it works and how to take care of the, the, the feminine body and how to just be not just the body, but full feminine with emotional and spiritual as well. And then being like able to but like so transforming these subconscious stories from fear-based into pleasure-based that's when my business was birth was born from because I had that deep desire to share this and to help empower other women to fully live in their female femininity unapologetically like stop apologizing for our chaotic emotions because they're so fertile and so beautiful and to also cultivate that trust within your body through all the phases and yeah just really move with with, with everything that we're given and to really uh, start to create from this deep womb space place because energetic or physical and and all my information and all my passion to learn about that and to ever grow and ever deepen, that is really my blessing because now I get to share and I get to connect and I get to meet beautiful women like you, like I'm being here on this podcast, which gives me so much pleasure. And that is such a great, great blessing. Yeah. Hmm. Thank you, Sarah. And that, that means a lot to me as well. And it's really beautiful to hear you talk about these topics in such an embodied way and you, you obviously have been putting this into, into practice in your own life at a very, very deep level. Yeah. Mm, so I would love to hear a little bit more about uh, the concept of, of cyclical living. I mean, what does it mean to live cyclically? Yeah. <laughs> that I, we could talk for such a, such a long time, but to make it very concrete and very easy, I would say I would start out with like the big, the big view. So let's look at nature, how it's structured. We have the four seasons, right? And in, in every year, well, maybe not every place on earth. I think the closer you go to the, the even that I'm, I lost the English word, but um, basically we have seasons in nature and uh, in many places you have four seasons uh, and this way, like in the nature, you really have that beautiful flow from a deep rest period in winter where all the energy is down low in the earth. And then that goes up in spring, things start to move. And then in summer, it's full blossoming and out and energies are high. And then it draws back and everything starts to release and, and go back inward at the autumn. And so this cycle, this motion is what happens every year in our seasons. But as I said already in the beginning, as without, so it in in this way that we have four seasons outside of us in nature, we also have that in ourselves, in our bodies and feminine bodies more, even more so because with the menstrual cycle, it is very clearly with four phases. You can really track that super obviously with the hormones and what the body is doing. 
but even men also have it. We all have moments where we are in more full active mode and moments when we are in rest. And this is what cyclical living means, is to really attune to these energies that are already present. So that means living from your body and really tuning into your body first and seeing what energies are present. And some days or weeks, you will have so much energy to give and you will love to go out and meet people and invest your time in projects and whatnot. And then at other times, you will be more tired. You will want to spend the whole day in the couch, I don't know, binge watching Netflix or whatever you want to do or reading books or something like that. And cyclical living is honoring that, not trying to force anything, but really living in accordance to what is present within you. And that is something that is, I believe, very necessary to incorporate more into our society, into our world, because in this highly driven way of living, this, this, there's, um, I want to say this consumerism way of living of always more and always producing and never stopping any moment and always being 100% uh, ready to go and ready to produce. But honestly, that's just not how nature is structured because we can see that very clearly in the seasons. We can see that in the phases of the moon and we can see it in the hormones and the way that our bodies are built and the way that, you know, we need our rest to function. And so, yeah, cyclical living is to really honor both the action and the rest phase and to live from that. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, beautiful. I mean, that's everything you say, again, resonates very strongly. And I learned the hard way <laughs> to to move away from that constant action, the doing, doing, pushing, pushing yeah. kind of mode that I lived in for most of my life as well. And that absolutely led to incredible amounts of stress and burnout and yeah. depression as well. And um yeah, I mean, it, it is perhaps one of the biggest gifts that we can give to ourselves to really start to honor our cycles and the cycles mm -hmm. of nature and learn to live in that rhythm. So, so thank you for bringing this to, to the awareness of the women that you serve. It is so important. Yeah, my pleasure, my deep pleasure. And um, yeah, I I, I, I emphasize with that also with the all, always action and, and um, I've been there myself as well. And uh, yeah, like you say, there's this, there's this, there's a limit to that. There's just a limit to that. And um, one thing that I wanted to say as well, because I've been speaking about like cyclical living from the body and with the menstrual cycle, but a little side note, which I think is also very beneficial to add in here is for people that no longer have their physical womb or men who are listening and who also want to incorporate more of that cyclical living, a beautiful thing to do is to attune to the cycles of the moon. So th mm -hmm. the phases of the moon. So we have full moon going into new dark moon and then going into full moon again. And so if you want to live in the cyclical way, then um, new moon, dark moon is a period of rest. It's also when the energies are more down low in plants, we can see that the energies are a lot more present in the roots at new moon. And then at full moon, it's a lot more up there. And also for us and humans, we're more active uh, so if you don't have a, a menstrual cycle where you're physically bleeding or you've already gone over into menopause or anything like that, then uh, attuning to the moon is, is a very beautiful way to incorporate that cyclical livingness, that juicy, <laughs> mm. beautiful way of living into your life. 
Absolutely. I love that. Yeah, definitely. And and you said something there that I really wanted to go a little bit deeper into as well mm-hmm. around the roots of plants. Could you yeah. expand on that a little bit more? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, what exactly? Because I, when it comes to plants, I could speak also so long and so much. So <laughs> what exactly <laughs> should I uh, focus on for this one? <laughs> um, well, I, I think what would really support our listeners would be really remembering and reclaiming our relationship to the plant realm. Mm. If you could just briefly speak to that and also just to define when you said that, you know, the energy in the roots of the plants is different according to the cycles. So if you can dive into that a little bit as well. Yeah. um, Yeah. So yeah, plants. Well, the thing is that a lot of people forget, I think, because we have been the way that we're living right now in general, it's very disconnected from nature, from the seasons of nature. I mean, most people spend inside and they don't really notice that much difference uh, in seasons and whatnot. But um, the way that we have been developed as a species, as humans, is really alongside with plants. And so um, our plants have been on earth for such a long time, like so much longer than we have as a species. And so they very much, they are elders. And when we start to connect with plants and uh, incorporate them more consciously into our life, because we already do, like everyone connects with plants because we eat food (laughs) and Mm -hmm. we feed with plants. And even if you are a huge meat lover or whatever, and you like to eat meat and you don't like plants per se, well, you're meat well like the animal that you're feeding off eats plants so ultimately everyone here every living um like human and whatnot is feeding off plants and so we are really taking in that information that uh nourishment from our plants and the way that we can really like in a cyclical way live more consciously with plants is to start well first off um maybe very practically eat with the seasons. Uh, So eat the plants that are growing at that time in the season where you live um, and to really incorporate them into uh, into your life like that as well. And to start a beautiful practice that I do, which I know for a lot of people, it's it's really far out there, but it's to start communicating with plants and really speak to them and ask them questions. Because I've seen it time and time again with myself, with others, is that when you make, let's say, a tea with a specific plant, so I'm, I'm thinking about mugwort right now. So when you make a tea with mugwort and you sit down and you sit in a sort of meditative state and you ask this plant to connect with you and you ask this plant maybe you have pain somewhere and you want this the help of this plant you can ask that of the plant and it will help you it will help you and this is something that it's hard to explain rationally but when you do this you will really notice that this these plants will help you with specific um pains or not even pains but also spiritually if you want to like let's let's say you want to grow into um being a little a little bit more um present in the now instead of always being everywhere and uh so for example you're very focused on that action and you can never really take your rest 
then you can get the help from plants to be relaxed, to take a moment and to really start to rest more. Beautiful plants to work with if you want to like balance the action rest or the adaptogens. Think about nettles, red clover, chickweed, all those really beautiful plants to work with. Um, yeah, I, I feel like I'm going on a roll, but I, I'm not sure if I'm making like a point of I'm getting to the question that you've asked. Um, oh, absolutely. You are. That's what you're, okay. what you're talking about is super, super interesting. So yeah. please go ahead and continue if you have something more to share. Yeah. Um, well, the thing is with, with plants is that it's a huge realm. It's a huge realm. And so we can learn about them as much as we want and we will still have so much more to learn about it but one little really practical tip that i would give to the listeners right now which is the most beautiful way to get into plants because if you're like if you're liking that and if you want to uh, cultivate a deeper relationship with plants is to start working with simples first so when we go into the store or we go online and we have again like from this consumerism point of view we have all these different types of blends and you have these yoni steams with five or seven different types of plants and I'm not saying that that is always bad I'm just saying like if you are if you want to cultivate a deep relationship with a plant just the way that you want to have a deep relationship with a human you wouldn't go and, and always meet with seven people to get to know one person. You would ask this one person to have a cup of coffee together or whatnot. And this is the same way that we can do that with plants. If you really want to get to know a plant, work with that plant alone and note down, maybe get a journal and write down of, okay, today I have uh, steamed with mugwort and I felt this and this happening in my body uh, tomorrow I have drank it as tea and I felt that happening the next day I put it in my bath and I felt this and this happening and this way we can really feel like oh I love this plant this plant is really making my body super nice or I'm getting a really nice euphoric feeling of this plant so for me for example chickweed whenever I'm down and feeling really depressed I drink chickweed and chickweed really makes me super soft and nice and capable of holding myself in those deep, darker times. Um, and if you work with plants one-on-one, -on -one, you will start to know, okay, this one is really good for that. This one is really good for that for me because it's very personal as well. And then you can slowly start to make blends. Um, I personally never make blends more than three with three plants because it's also all the information that our body needs to take in. Um, and, and sometimes less is more, right? So the way that we've been taught in, in society is like, oh, more is better. But actually, sometimes it's better to work on a very deep and profound level with one, two or three plants than to get like a mix of seven and then you don't know which one is making you nauseous or which one is making you euphoric and which one is making you feel this or that or the other mm -hmm. yeah makes makes so much sense Sarah, Sarah. and uh, <laughs> I love the analogy there between you wouldn't try and get to know one person by being in a group of many people <laughs> and then also <laughs> applying that to working with a specific plant I really really mm -hmm. love that yeah, yeah. 
And sometimes parties are fun. Sometimes it's really nice to be with a big group and then you want that nice and juicy blend. But on a daily basis, it's it's also nice to bring in that comp, especially if you feel like you're too uh, much in the action and you are having a hard time to, to go back into the rest phase. Then mm-hmm. it's a really good thing to to just also make your your diet a little bit more simple because that's all information that our body is taking in and, and we are being bombarded with information as is and I think that's a big thing that I think is important that will weave back also humanity into with plants if we start to really honor them um, and what they do for us because they are the yeah. ones that keep us moving they are the ones that keep us breathing they are the ones that make us humans who we are. And so they are elders and, and and there's so much respect there that is lost in humanity that um, I would love to see restored. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's beautiful. Mm. Yeah. I could talk to you about this for hours. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, let's 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 cycle back <laughs> to mm-hmm. the concept of cyclical living, uh, Sarah. Yeah. And when I introduced you, I used the, the the concept or the name free flow. And I'd love yeah. to hear a little bit more from you about that. Yes, I love yeah, love it. Um, so free flow is a practical mastery to cyclical living. It's an online course that I offer. And uh, this is a five-week journey uh, where people can come and uh, learn all about how to live in this cyclical way. So the way that I was talking about living with a menstrual cycle uh, for people who still have a physical womb and have that bleeding every month and, and all that beautiful stuff going on, but also energetically people who want to live in a more cyclical way and who want to be fully present in both the action and the rest and free flow it is it's my baby mm-hmm. <laughs> it's my it's my course where i um where i just deeply want to support um women especially but anybody who's uh, living in a female body to reclaim that cyclical beingness because i believe it's also our biggest tool for empowerment for self-acceptance we cultivate this trust and we start to live from this deep soulful place of pleasure and every month we kind of get to um, grow the seeds inside of us and then bring them outwards and share them and then go back and and really like develop this really deep soulful pleasureful living and um, free flow is like a one-on-one introduction into that Um, it's five weeks so it's really short in amount of time but it's um like once you're in, you have it for a lifetime access and you can keep coming back uh, anytime you need, anytime you want to refresh in something or if you didn't have the chance to do something at first, you can always come back to it. Um, yeah, so that's it. That's uh, that's what you can find there. Wonderful. That sounds great, Sarah. And and where should our listeners go to to find find this program? Yeah, so you can go to my website, which is uh, duspardus.com. I know <laughs> it's probably a weird uh, word for a lot of people. Uh, I think that there will be a link or not, because otherwise I can spell it as well. We'll include the link for sure, yeah. Okay, perfect. Uh, so there on my website, you will find it in the menu. There will be a specific uh, thing for free flow. And otherwise on uh, Instagram as well, there, there will be... Uh, like a a link there in the bio that will lead you straight to that page as well okay beautiful and I understand you've also got a free gift for our listeners 
Yes, I do. <laughs> um, the free gift, it's an ebook. It's a really beautiful ebook that talks about the, the cyclical living and uh, the menstrual cycle as it being a really beautiful, deep tool for self-empowerment and for trust. And this ebook is called Moon Time. Uh, um, the magic of menstruation because there in that ebook you will learn about the special link between the womb and the moon but also like I said people who no longer have their physical womb or no longer are bleeding who still want to live in that energetic uh, that cyclical way can then work with the phases of the moon because these two they they link in together super close yeah hmm Beautiful. Well, Sarah, I absolutely love your work. And uh, it's you. been such a pleasure to, to chat with you in this podcast and uh, to, to learn more about you and more about this beautiful work that you're doing out there. So thank you. Thank you so much. Mm. Yeah, thank you. It was my deep pleasure to, uh, to be here on this podcast. And uh, thank you so much, Emmy, as well for everything that you do with your beautiful work. It's, it's really nice to connect with you in this way as well. And with mm. all the listeners. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thanks so much, Sarah. Appreciate that. Mm. Now, everybody, just for a moment, let's focus our awareness and our intention on this beautiful, really resonant energy that's been activated. And imagine sending this energy to everybody and everything on our planet, including the plants, to remember that we are all one. And that the more of us have the courage to step into our sacred feminine power, the more quickly our planet will also ascend and heal. Thank you so much for listening.